I'm health coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 198, Paralyzing Fear. listening to the Nourished Connections podcast hosted by health coach Heather, master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. So hang out with me each week to learn practical coaching tips, parenting advice, nutrition and exercise suggestions, and stress reducers to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Well, hello, my beautiful, beautiful listeners and friends out there in podcast land. I want to thank you for listening to the Nourish Connection podcast. And I want to let you know that last week I told you I had a Halloween party here in my house out front called Treat in the Street and my band played. And I just wanted to go over how amazing that was with you. We had the band come in the front yard and set up and I invited all my neighbors on the street I think about eight or nine of them showed up and then I had probably 10 to 15 other friends show up. So we had about 25-ish people there, not including my family, my parents and everyone who um, were here staying at my house last weekend. So I'd say it was a pretty successful party. It was a lot of fun and probably a tradition I will continue to do because it is so much fun. And it's go time on the, on the farmer's market now. So I will be at the last Saturday of the month at the farmer's market on Warner road between Gilbert and Cooper. If you're in the area in Gilbert, come check us out. You will see my booth. And then other than that, I've just been having a lot of fun coaching kids. I've been able to coach a child here in my office at my house, which was a very powerful session coaching kids online one-on-one, and I'm loving that. So please, if you have a child between the ages of eight and 18 that you'd like me to life coach or health coach, reach out to me, go to healthcoachheather.com or just send me a private message, however you can on Facebook, Instagram, and I will send you more information about that. All right. Today's episode I want to talk about is paralyzed by fear. And I thought about this topic because We are coming up on Halloween. It's a spooky holiday. It's a scary holiday. And scary can mean fun for a lot of people. But no matter who you are, regardless of who you are, I'm sure at some point you have felt an extreme amount of fear in your life. And it could be when you're just watching a scary movie, but it could be from something traumatic that has happened to you in your life. Some abuse that has taken place, or perhaps when you just watch the news and see what's going on in the world your body freezes and you are paralyzed by fear. Some of the areas where you might feel the fear the most is when you're parenting. I remember it was this time last year where I was watching a woman speak about her story of when she was a young child and how she was trafficked and she survived it and made it through and came out of that. But it was very traumatizing for her. And she told in detail some of the things that were going on. And I just could not believe that this was happening to children in the world. It made me so sick and so sad. 
that it would start to affect the way I was parenting my own children, helicopter parenting them, making sure that I knew where they were at all times of the day, the night, just constantly wanting to monitor what they were watching and what they were doing and who they were with and making sure I told parents, um, you know, if they went to a friend's house that the parents had to be monitoring them 24 seven, there was just so much fear behind all of that, that it made my parenting not top notch. Let's just say it, it ruined some relationships that I've since had to repair because of being paralyzed by fear. And I feel like I have always had this parenting by fear tactic since I had babies, because you just, you feel the anxiety of needing to protect and take care of your child. And you're worried about SIDS or, or them choking or anything else. And you might have this postpartum anxiety over everything that could go wrong with having a baby. So you're paralyzed by fear there. And if you don't know how to come out of that fear, you parent with fear as they start to grow up. Don't touch this. Don't touch that squirrel. He'll bite your face off. All kinds of things that are ridiculous will come out of your mouth because you are paralyzed by fear in this area. And I remember, you know, just having relationships with friends, even still to this day who parent out of fear. And you can tell they parent out of fear by the way that they are controlling everything that their kids are doing. And you probably know somebody like this. They, the fear really does come from losing someone and you not being able to deal with the negative emotion of something happening to your child like them dying or being kidnapped or taken or whatever. So all you're really scared of here is feeling a negative emotion in your body when it comes to that. When I really wrapped my head around that, I was able to really make peace with fear and make peace with death and my fear around death. As I listened to the prophet of my church talk about being celestial minded, that's the opposite of being paralyzed by fear. That's having faith and just pure love and letting go of the fear so that you can parent with love and just parent with faith and let them do things regularly without you needing to monitor. And that's not to say that we don't, we're not aware of what our kids are doing and where they're at. It's just to say, we're not being a helicopter parent and needing to know every detail of what they're playing, listening to, watching, and just letting it go. When you find out it is something they've done that's wrong, letting that go. I mean, what if you find out your child was looking at pornography from a young age? You're going to be paralyzed by fear because you're not going to know what to do next. And you're going to think something's wrong with the child. What do you do when you find out they're listening to this awful music that has language in it and they're just a young kid, but this is what they like? You're going to be paralyzed by fear if your belief system is one of we don't listen to music like that. So when you have this belief system and now a child's doing it, you now become paralyzed by fear. How do you come out of that fear so that you can parent with love and compassion and not need to control their every movement and let them make their choices too without you hovering all the time? Because that just destroys relationships. And I will tell you firsthand that I am a witness to that. Okay. So do not do that. Do not parent out of fear when you find something out that your child has been doing or has done. 
it's okay to have conversations with them and tell them all the reasons why you want better for them. But it's also something they might be old enough to start making their own choices around. They know right from wrong. And you have to have faith that the choices that they might be making with an underdeveloped brain still aren't the right ones, but they might, it might be right for them to find their own path towards the light, towards God, towards choosing what's right in the end. And you don't need to come between that because that's all going to be fixed in the end. Okay. And in the end, if we lose a loved one, if you're celestial minded and you know, the plan of salvation, well, you know, that this life isn't it. You know, that we have thousands and infinity of years to live after this life. This life is just a testing ground for where we get to live in the next life, dependent on our behaviors and our obedience here in this life. And I just love that. I love that this life isn't it. And it makes me want to shout that from the rooftops. So don't panic. Don't feel the fear. Take a deep breath right now and let go of the fear, knowing that everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, It's not the end. So just relax and love and let go. Other things that produce a lot of fear is in your marriage. You might fear that your spouse is going to have an affair or is going to leave you. And your brain's going to run away with all kinds of stories. And that could cause a lot of fear in your life. So it's good just to have good communication in a marriage and work on your own insecurities within your marriage. And you don't really feel that fear as much and it might come up again, but it's just really a matter of creating that space also and allowing that fear to be there and continuing to love yourself and love others through your experience. And I'll teach you how to do that in just a second. Other situations that might cause fear is phobias. Maybe you have a fear of spiders or a fear of snakes. And anytime you see something like even a mouse or a rat or whatever it is, you are just paralyzed by fear. And it would be interesting to get to the bottom of that fear. What exactly are you afraid of? And that always comes back to the same thing, doesn't it? It's a fear of death. You're afraid you're going to get bitten. There's going to be some suffering probably, and then you'll die. But if we take that even back to thinking celestial, it really helps us be able to live our lives without a fear of anything. Without a fear that people are going to break into our house, steal our wallet, break into our cars, whatever the fear is that paralyzes you to take action from that place that's negative, we can overcome all of that. And let me teach you how to do that right now, how to overcome fear, paralyzing fear. When you feel whatever is happening in your body coming on, here's what you're going to do first. Number one, you're going to name it. Give it one word. What is the emotion you are feeling? In this case, it's fear. 
But in other situations, it might be anxiety or depression or frustration or guilt or shame, but you always want to name it and say it out loud. Just name it. This is fear. Step number two is to find it in your body. So where do you feel the fear the most when you're feeling it? Where do you feel it in your body? Is it in your throat? Is it in your stomach? You get a pit in your stomach. Is it in your shoulders? Where, where is this emotion hanging out the most? Some people get headaches. And this is the next thing really is, what does it feel like in your body? Is it a heaviness in your chest? Is it a knot in your stomach? Is it a tightness in your throat or shoulders? After you find it in your body, what does it feel like in your body? And then you're going to picture it. This is step four. Picture it. What do you think it looks like in your body? Is it a thick black fog? Is it like red lightning bolts? What does, what, what, what would you picture it to be like in your body? Step five, remind yourself it's only happening because of sentences in your brain. So the reason you're feeling anything in your body is because you have a thought in your head about the circumstance that's happening. So if you're afraid of spiders, it's because you have a thought in your head like this. If that spider touches me, it's going to bite me and kill me. You have a thought similar to that in your head. And so you need to remind yourself that it's that thought that's creating all of this happening in your body. So step six is important. If we want this to go away, we have to relax and allow it to be there. Don't push it down. Don't buffer with video games or eating junk food to try to get the emotion to go away. A lot of people will emotionally eat or scroll social media. And this becomes addiction habits. You don't want to turn to an addiction to numb the fear to numb whatever's going on. We want to just allow it to be there. So it's really getting good at feeling negative emotion and being okay with being uncomfortable. That's going to produce more faith and more calmness. And then ultimately more joy within your life because you're not going to feel this fear but you're going to have to keep practicing these steps. So let's review the steps again. Number one, name it. Number two, find it in your body. Number three, what does it feel like in your body? Number four, picture it. Number five, remind yourself it's only happening because of sentences in your brain. And number six, relax and allow it to be there. This is how you process emotions. And when you get good at this, 
I mean really good at this. Like I said, you gain more control over your life. Not over people and circumstances, but you gain more control over you and your brain and your thoughts. And then that fear isn't so paralyzing anymore. I also want to recognize that there's just different types of fear. Because fear can serve as a protective mechanism. I get that. We all have that survival instinct in us to keep ourselves safe. And so that fear is there. Um, But it can become that paralyzing fear, which is the fear we want to stay out of. So the types of fear might be um, even fear of failure and fear of the unknown or fear of rejection and fear of change. And these can impact people negatively in their lives. So there's going to be an impact of paralyzing fear, such as missed opportunities or unfulfilled potential, and of course, reduced quality of life, which is why we want to recognize how to get out of that fear as as quick as we can. I do want to mention that some of the fear we feel is genetic, because if we think about our ancestors and all the things that they've been through and their DNA is passed on to us, think about those ancestors who went through the Great Depression. And now some of that DNA is passed on to you, passed on to their parents, passed or passed on to your parents, and then passed on to you. Um, it, it would make sense if you feel the fear of not having enough money or you feel the fear of scarcity a lot. And um, I see this just happen a lot with people, it's happened with my own self where I've had to work through fear of scarcity, but a lot of people do it to a fault where they're just afraid to spend any money, hardly at all, even if they have it, because they're afraid that they're going to keep running out of money or they're going to run out and then there's not going to be any for when they need it. And this fear of scarcity really stops people from living their best life ever and experiencing the joy of even some consumerism, like just the fun of that. But it can go overboard the other way too. If you're too loosey goosey and I get that it's, it's really trying to find the balance without feeling the fear of all of it. So I think it's important to do some mindfulness around your fears. And this would include some deep breathing, some meditation, some positive self-talk. These techniques help people confront their fears. I do meditation daily. And this also includes visualization and affirmations. So I like to visualize my life on the opposite spectrum of the fear. So it's more joy, more happiness, more abundance. And I go into detail in those visualizations about what that's going to look like. But if I was afraid of like snakes or spiders or something, I would do some visualization around um, touching those things and holding those things and not being afraid of those things. And just really seeing the spirit of those things 
versus just this ugly, dark, scary, scariness within that, right? So just visualizing not feeling the fear when you're around those things can really help your body to relax when you are around those things. And then I would seek some support. So if I needed a good life coach to to help me overcome the fear or some therapy or some different kinds of things out there, I would I would invest my money in those things just to help me overcome the fears that I've got that are paralyzing me. For sure, I wouldn't just keep going on with them and then making that a part of um, my identity and my story. Well, I'm just a person who's afraid of this or that. No, because those can be overcome. So I don't need to keep telling myself those things and recreating the story. So just taking action one step at a time through the mindfulness practices, through the getting help, that's going to help build more resilience around the fear. And it's going to just increase your personal growth. You have so much potential here for personal growth and self-discovery that arises when you conquer your fear. Many people have conquered their fear and they'll tell you on the other end of it is some amazing things. In fact, there's definitely some books I would recommend on the topic of overcoming fear and living a more empowered life. I would suggest you look into these books. Number one, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. So this is a self-help book and it offers advice and tools that are going to help you to face your fears and take action. Okay, so we want to move beyond the fear. Let's read some books about it. It's going to really bring out the importance of embracing fear as a natural part of growth and offer some strategies for building that self-confidence and resilience. Book number two I recommend. This is a great book on, and it's on Audible. Uh, Daring Greatly. How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead by Brene Brown. So Brene really helps people overcome fear to lead a more fulfilling life. And I loved this book. It talks about the impact of shame, fear, and vulnerability which is going to increase your personal growth and help your relationships. So it really talks about vulnerability as a source of strength and courage. So that's Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. There's also a book out there that might talk about the upside of fear and help you out. You know, and I heard this was a really good book. I haven't read it yet, but I heard it was just so good. And it's called The Gift of Fear. And it's really about survival signals that protect us from violence. So that's, if you're someone who's afraid of um, rape or violence in any way, I would check out this book by Gavin D. Becker, The Gift of Fear, because this book focuses on the important topic of recognizing and trusting our instincts when it comes to personal safety, particularly in situations that could potentially lead to violence. So while this 
book primarily focuses on personal safety and violence prevention. Actually, many of its principles can also be applied to so many other aspects of our life where fear can have a paralyzing effect. And so it's an excellent read for people who are interested in understanding and utilizing their instincts to overcome fear and live more confidently. So my friends, I just want to encourage you to look at your life right now. What do you fear? What are some of those deep, hidden, dark fears that you have? And also, how can you surround yourself with more light so that that fear starts to dissipate? For me, it was turning off the news. It was not watching violent television shows or crime shows. It was really stepping away from all of that and then bringing in things that really uplifted my soul, like the meditation or like listening to different frequencies of music that helped my body feel in tune with light and love and peace more than fear. So if you find yourself addicted to fear, you might be addicted to fear and you like to watch all the things that that produce more fear within you, this is a problem. You'll never overcome that fear if you're addicted to fear and you keep wanting to feel the fear. You really have to start bringing in more good into your life, recognizing that you need to start ditching the things that are causing you fear. So I just encourage everybody to just release, relax, allow, and let go. Those four words right there I learned. And as I take deep breaths, I say those words in my mind. Release, relax, allow, let go. Say it with me. Release, relax, allow, and let go. Think about something you're afraid of now. And let's just say that. Release, relax, allow, and let go. You can do this, my friend. I know you can. Let's release the fear and let's live our best life ever. I'll see you next week. Hey there. Are you a parent who has a child who's feeling some fear, some anxiety or stress? Did you know I coach kids one-on-one both in person and online Zoom? I would love to coach your child at least for a month to help them overcome any fears going on in their life. Simply send me a private message and I'll send you more information about signing up for my one-on-one private coaching for kids and teens. Email me at yourhealthcoachishere at gmail.com.